epic show. Ugh. Okay. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to The Reality Is. We are so excited. This is, I, okay, I had so much you adrenaline. You are speechless. You are speechless. Uh, no, I have mm-hmm. so much adrenaline that uh-huh. I didn't sleep until like 2 a.m. last night because I was just like on fire from watching that goddamn show. We record on Thursday <laughs> nights and Wednesday night I was just yeah. hopped up. Wednesday night, I went to bed, and everybody loved us. And then Thursday morning, I woke up, and <laughs> everybody on Twitter was did not like it. Hate was hating on us. <laughs> no, not everybody. Just dumbasses. Yeah. You know, Twitter is a crazy place. Let me tell you, Twitter is yeah. a wild fucking app. Every time I talk about warehouses of Beverly Hills, I learn that Twitter is a wild place where you mm. cannot have an opinion about anything. Anything. And Nothing. if you have to pick teams and you have to stick to that, regardless you must. of what you must. <laughs> you must. Regardless of how shitty somebody is on one particular episode, you cannot talk about that person being shitty mm. at all because then you're racist. Yeah. Yeah. Not just you're racist, you don't have a spine. You are at once too progressive for half of the crowd and too conservative for the rest of the crowd oh my god that's my life (laughs) okay so first of all before we get into the episode we have to take a minute to address the fact that we launched our patreon on wednesday morning it's now thursday evening yeah and we already have like 20 patrons yeah and i'm shocked because who the fuck are we who the fuck are we why why (laughs) Doesn't I mean, don't say that sense. too much because then they're going to be yeah. like, wait, should we not support you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you guys so much. So there's a whole <laughs> bunch of people that supported us. whole bunch of people were drunk on Wednesday night. <laughs> and did so, you know, it's like a drunk purchase, right? You're like in the middle yeah. of the night. You're looking yeah. at it. Oh, it's like the way good. you signed up to be Cookie Mom. Mm-hmm. It's like the same way they were like, all right, right. this seems like a good idea. They're going to regret yeah. it later. No, we hope you don't regret it. But hey. Did Ida hit uh, your part of the woods yesterday? Yes. A lot of flooding and rain. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Some parts of Maryland had flooding and other parts had tornado, mini tornadoes yeah. touched down. So, but we survived. Yeah. Same in New Jersey. New Jersey mm-hmm. was crazy. So I happen to live on a little bit of a hill. But yeah. the town to my right and the town and the area of my town to my left were all struggling with water. Yeah. Yeah, they're and, all uh, low t- level. Like you are on on a hill, so you, I had yeah. to drive up to your house. Okay, well, let's not make people mm-hmm. make it sound like I live on in a ski like chalet. A special pl- huh? <laughs> a, <laughs> a ski, ski chalet. chalet. <laughs> I don't live in the only ski chalet in New Jersey. You are not. Okay, you don't live in the ski chalet eating uh, ca- caviar pies. I'm not living on a hill in Paramus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, there was a lot of flooding. I had a friend that got stuck on the road for six hours, which is crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know what was fucking crazy? It's like, (laughs) woke up in the morning and it was the most gorgeous sunny day. It was beautiful. I felt gaslit by Mother Nature. (laughs) Yeah. The temperature was beautiful. It wasn't fall cold, but it it didn't feel crisp like fall, but it Mm -hmm. felt more like a spring day. It was... (laughs) 
just the right temperature and everything looked green and bright and beautiful. The sky yeah. looked beautiful. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But stay safe out there. And if you ever needed to be understanding of climate change, here we go. Mm-hmm. The entire country is going through something. COVID so. is due to climate change. This is due to cl- climate change. There's going to be a lot of different things that are going to happen to us because of climate change. And if they're not happening because of climate change, they're happening because conservative people want to control women's bodies. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you going to march? Women's March immediately within five minutes. I had a text from Women's March saying, we are going to march. Nobody invited me. <gasps> you are not an listener of progressive women? Oh, maybe, wow. Maybe I'm not that progressive. <laughs> Just think about that. Yeah. No, maybe I'm are. a racist xenophobe, mm-hmm. especially according to Twitter. Yeah, somebody on Twitter thinks you are, so must be true. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk mm-hmm. about Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Will you? Let's let's just get into. You it. want to start with there? Okay, we can do. Well, we can do New York. Yeah, it felt like you know a, when a season ends, mm-hmm. they have a reunion. Yeah, and then they will release an you know never before scenes episode. Yes, yes, that's what this felt like. But I loved it. I loved every bit of it, and <laughs> it was fun. So fun. And, and I wish it had been this way. I was like, who knew that Luann and her games would be the icebreaker here? Okay, listen, I'm just glad that nobody put on blackface. Because I was like, this is, you're impersonating yes. people of color. That was close, right? In the past, this has gone, uh, you know, when mm-hmm. Sonia was getting ready and doing her makeup, I was like, oh no, this could get really bad. But it didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the episode completely. And I thought about it, about why it was so mm-hmm. good. And I think it's because when they first started filming, we've always said this before, Ebony had no relationship with these women. Mm-hmm. And now this last episode, by this point, they've gone through a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And now they actually have a relationship with each other right. they've actually created a bond they've been hanging out so when you had covid for a while there's mm-hmm. all this shit going on right so i think that that's why at the end we see a product where people actually have a relationship with each other and why it's actually fun to watch and that's why it was not fun to watch i mean i liked watching the beginning a little bit but that's uh-huh. why it got so awkward is because right. you're you're essentially having conversations about sex and politics and religion with your coworkers and it's yeah. not smooth. So I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Can we talk about everybody's boobs? Yeah. What a great cast of boobs. Right. And bodies. Yes, bodies too. I mean, everybody is thin, but mm-hmm. they're not like I like that they're they don't have nobody has like rock hard bodies. Yeah. yeah. Even Leah being yeah. the thinnest there. Yeah. She had a normal body. Yeah, it was like dimples and, you know, yeah. creases and folds. And I really loved it. Like, yeah. it was just, it was great. They were bearing breasts and breaking dishes. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad Ramona hasn't done as much work on her body as she has on her face. Yeah. It actually felt refreshing. Are Luann's boobs real? I think so. They're amazing. They're awesome. She's got an amazing body, this stupid bitch. I love her. Yeah. I love her body. Right. And for Ramona in her, this is what her 20, what season, how many years has she been doing this? Like 20 years. Yeah. It took Ramona 20 years to get to Alex's level of non-prudishness or unprudishness or whatever. It took her 20 years. She finally did it. Ramona, the woman who walked off stage because Alex once posed for a nude photo is here bearing her boobies and and encouraging her castmates to bear their boobies. Castmates to do it. 
I mean, and what pasties yeah. for all of them? Bought pasties for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that everybody was being really real, but I did feel really sad for Sonia at some parts because I do think that Sonia was still really. Sonia was really fucked up still this episode. Yeah. Didn't you get that sense? Yeah, she was. Like when they're talking about their sexual experiences and Sonia can't have an honest conversation about that. I feel like once Harry called, she kind of like her mood changed. Yeah, her mood changed a little bit. She became down again. Yeah, and then even after when they were doing the doppelgangers, Brashan was like, oh yeah, this is $10 since Century 21. And she was like, that's because they went bankrupt. Like... She was just very, she was really weird about all of it. I I think she comes from a place of such deep insecurity that anything that is mentioned, she cannot take it as a joke. She takes it as, here's another example of how I failed. Yes. It's not funny. Oh, you're making fun of my pain because everything is a is so deeply painful to her. I think Sonia prefers to clown out, if you will, Mm -hmm. ahead Mm -hmm. of anybody else because then she's making the jokes about herself rather than anybody else making the jokes about her. So do you think that comedy cat burlesque that she's doing, I cannot even say that, is sort of an extension of that? Yeah, I mean, she tried to do it once before. (laughs) I know everybody goes off and, uh, oh, she's also like the rest of them. She's terrible. She's a Morgan. She has all these other issues. But at the, I also feel for her as being a deeply, deeply hurt and sad individual. She really is. You yeah. know, I thought about something this episode, and especially because I watched it this afternoon. No, I watched wow. it yesterday afternoon, right before I watched Beverly Hills. And I was thinking about Salt Lake City coming up and everything. Yeah. The bar for the standard of a good housewife season is kind of changing because Beverly Hills, you have this federal indictment. Yeah. Salt Lake City, you have this federal indictment, right? Yeah. It's hard to compete with that. Obviously, New York, one of the craziest seasons of New York was after Luann got arrested right, and then went right. to rehab and then they all went to Miami and you had that crazy feud between Carol and Bethany and all this stuff. Yeah. It was still very uh, comedic. It did start to get a little bit dark, but that was a really, really good season. Mm-hmm. But in general, like I think that it's tough because this episode of New York was pure comedy. It was very mm-hmm. funny. It was I, really I even silly. found Leah likable. Leah was likable. Leah talking about Rob and getting emotional about that situation. Like that was such a real moment. But it's tough. It's like, I don't know what the future of New York is. And if New York can sustain against these shows like Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills that are doing these really big things now, I don't Mm -hmm. know how it can stand up to that if they're not delivering on the comedy. And the comedy will only work as long as we see these people as tone deaf and out of touch and so tone deaf and so out of touch that their xenophobia and racism and sexism and all that shit can still be somehow covered with the mask of these people don't have any real control over our world, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is that we're learning more and more that they do have a control over them. I mean, we've always known they do, but we got to like put it aside and like not think about it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to laugh at or along with somebody who you know is so problematic. And it's confusing to me that the ladies of New York seem to be getting along so well at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And then what happened that we haven't had a reunion? Yeah. Okay. You took me on a journey just now. I'm For sorry. a second there, I thought, are you making a case that Ramona is, however toxic she is, she's essential? No. Then I thought, oh, no, no, no. I'm saying that, that that is a problem that we cannot 
ignore it anymore. We used to, but we cannot. Yes. But then you ended it with what went wrong since the last episode. <laughs> so it's like... So many yeah, questions. It's, it's, it's so many questions. We don't know what happened because if they were all getting along, it almost felt like they should leave them alone because then they can come back next season and they can keep the comedy going before they get into any petty stuff, right? They almost seem to have made up for all of their issues with each other. They, yes. I didn't think that Ramona held any animosity. I didn't think that any of the others were yes. thinking about their feuds. In even even uh, Leah wasn't definitely not Ebony. And then for them to then get into a place where they are not even able to have a reunion is quite surprising. It's really like what happened behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. I wonder if something, some of that has to do with the fact that you watch, these things happen to you in real life and then when you have to rehash them, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more difficult to Mm -hmm. rehash, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even if we think about how Dallas ended, the season itself ended fine. Yes. But then when we got to the reunion, so much stuff had happened on social media that things had really, you know, gotten out of hand. Um, Or the the relationship had really changed between the women. Now they're saying there is going to be a reunion for New York, though. Yes, apparently. That's the rumor from today. I don't know. The rumors are stupid. Stupid. Okay. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Just tell me what what you're playing so that I know what to record and watch and then talk about it for my podcast. Right. That's where I'm at with New York. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do. I feel like if they delay too much, then we won't really be as interested because we already the the ratings have been low and people aren't really engaging. And once Salt Lake City comes, everything, all the focus is going to go in there. If they bring New York reunion together, just as Salt Lake City is starting and all the juicy parts are coming, I don't know how much they're going to get the attention how much that's going to make new york is new york i think like Mm -hmm. regardless of how Mm -hmm. what else is on tv apparently the ratings for new york have been low for a couple of years now i didn't Mm -hmm. know because i never track the ratings and stuff i'm not i'm not that kind of a tv person if if i like something i watch it i don't care yeah i don't really care about what the ratings are but i know for a lot of people that do they've always pointed out that new york's ratings have been pretty bad for a long time Mm -hmm. um but the people that watch it regularly still continue to watch it beverly hills ratings have been up regardless of the fact that they've served us you know doggone doodoo nails for the last <laughs> like five years right. okay so mm-hmm. I, I i think new york will be fine regardless but i do wonder about the impact of these other shows and how they're going to be changing up the bar or the standard for what we expect out of these shows like we used to watch these shows mm-hmm. because they were unbelievably wealthy women who were living fabulous lives and behaving mm-hmm. poorly right mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we watched it. It was hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still watch like Potomac for that because they're all yeah. richer than all of us. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay, Miss Maryland. No, I'm just saying I'm not rich, but <laughs> I'm not saying so you're that not I am rich. rich. So if you're not rich, and then you still go, eh? They're not rich. Yeah, <laughs> they're really not that rich. But what I'm saying is like. You're still watching these women do fabulous things Mm. and stuff, you know? So, I mean, famously Potomac, if we will not forget, that very first season cast trip was to Bethany Beach 
with uh-huh. twin beds and no air conditioning. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a be it, uh, you know, Airbnb rental that they use. <laughs> no, it was it was Ashley's. It was Michael's. I know beach Ashley house. puts gives it out for Airbnb rentals. I bet. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but you know that my point is that I I wonder how I wonder how we're going to change the way we consume this stuff. If it's yeah. not juicy, it needs to be hilarious. And obviously Potomac delivers on the hilarity. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about something juicy. No. Let's do. Let's talk about our houses at Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um now <laughs> We did open up on Piquet and Dorit. Piquet! Oh my God. I was so happy to see him. I know people hate him, <laughs> but I love to see the resident diabetic show up every once in a while. <laughs> the resident diabetic. It's just, you know, talk about, you know, he always shows up with something in his hand. He's either eating or drinking. <laughs> <laughs> always in and sweatpants. He, always in sweatpants. So I sort of identify with that kind of PK. I identify with fat PK who thinks he's got this brilliant ideas and he's having so much inspiration. The way PK started, and I was laughing the whole time as she was trying out the different clothes, and PK was giving them the names, kind of names for all of those dresses. <laughs> like yeah. he's just literally plucking a word and he's like literally <laughs> looking at something and just stating what it is like what is this uh, like a, a point and it's a pearl where does a pearl that's come a from? woman that's a woman <laughs> where does a pearl come from the ocean yeah. which ocean Which-o- what kind of ocean it's like okay, <laughs> okay calm down but i did also <laughs> love the fact that i love that dorit says pk can't keep a secret and pk overshares all the time and pk is always talking too much and i'm like no wonder dorit thinks that she doesn't talk as much it's because pk talks so much i just it's something just occurred to me yeah i'm wondering if pk is the one who called radar online on a juicy <laughs> Apple well, just didn't, he is he the one who blabbed? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> and he let uh, Lisa take the fall for that. Let's just say it. Despite Lisa Vanderpump no longer being on the show, we still somehow have leaks to Radar Online. So right. who could it be? Hmm, I don't know. I don't and know. Maybe PK is some... making money somewhere. Like, yeah, oh, that's who's true. Who's paying PK? Is he working for Radar Online? And I don't know, but he dirt? owed like the Borgata or something. I don't think it was a Borgata. Borgata is like the <laughs> casino in Atlantic City. Yeah. There's no way he owed the Borgata money. I mean, if he did owe the Borgata money, <laughs> he would have been like Frank Catania with his thighs yeah. busted yeah. living in David's yeah. house getting recovered from a construction <laughs> quote-unquote construction accident yeah <laughs> um yeah but he's paying the bill somehow they keep buying mm-hmm. houses so who knows yeah. Ooh, but pk does okay. say that tom is a bad guy mm-hmm. and uh i think this is the moment they must have had a conversation where pk was like dorit you have to be honest with erica about yeah. what you said yeah because she will come for you so it's not even about she coming for you it's pk telling her that you have to go on camera, on record, and say something. Because Dorit brings it up a couple of times, and it doesn't get quite picked up. Yes. And then she made a big statement about it today. Yes. So it was like, he is like, you need to go on record as saying you have questions. Yes. Because then that, that covers our butt. Yes, exactly. Then we have this meeting with Sutton and Kyle, mm-hmm. and 
Sutton is talking about how she's just really freaked out by how much Erica keeps coming for her. Mm -hmm. And I want to point out to everybody, pay attention to what Kyle's doing. Kyle is asking Sutton how she feels. You know, Kyle Mm -hmm. is known to quote unquote move the plot along. Kyle always asks these poignant questions that move things along. And she Mm -hmm. asks Sutton, how do you feel about this? And she encourages Sutton to speak her truth and be honest with Erica Mm -hmm. and say what is really on her mind. So you have to remember that prior in the last episode, Kyle met with Rinna and Erica and told Mm -hmm. her what Sutton was doing, that she only cared about her own reputation or whatever. Then Kyle goes to Sutton and says, oh, that was so strange, right? How Erica reacted. What do you think about that? Like, Mm -hmm. Kyle, you know why Erica reacted that way. It's because you said that shit to Sutton. Or you Uh said that shit to Erica. So Kyle and Rinna, you have to pay attention, are riling up Erica on the side. And then they're also at the same time pushing Sutton to, quote unquote, speak her truth. And all of this is because they want the fight to happen. Like, regardless of anything, they're also to blame about why Erica starts to freak out and starts to cry, Mm -hmm. right? And not to to give Erica any fucking credit because she's obviously a scammer and a liar. But when Erica's sitting there and she's sobbing and she's saying, why are you guys doing this to me? Why are you torturing me? Mm -hmm. It's the fact that she knows that Rinna and Kyle are forcing these conversations to happen on camera. I think that's what that reaction is. Right. Kyle is sitting there lapping it all up like, ooh, here's another juicy piece. I can go and start for the next fight. And she's so happy about it. And this was the second time Sutton is trusting her. Dummy. Yeah. At this point, Sutton, you you are to blame. And I will say, I do think that there's a point here because and I, and I, you know, I feel, I get it. I can yeah. see myself doing the same thing, getting mm-hmm. all mouthy and sassy with my friends talking yeah. shit about somebody. And then when they're like, say that same thing to that person, I'm like, well, actually what I meant was like, yeah. I, I, every, that is such a relatable thing. And they're basically using that against Sutton, which is actually something that Lisa Rinna used to do. Lisa Rinna yes. used to make jokes and be snarky, and then they would call her out on it in a way to be like, you hurt that person. Why did you make that joke? Mm-hmm. They yeah. did the same thing to Dorit when she first right. came on the show because mm-hmm. Dorit made a joke about the panties, mm-hmm. and what was a laugh before turned into a serious matter. Serious matter. Yes, yes. They do that all the time. This they is like the formula. To, yeah, this is their formula, which didn't quite click until this season and only because it's such a because it required a Sutton yes. to be there to pick up on that yes. and last year was her first season this year she is primed for that and you need a person like Sutton who has irrational concerns emotions. and emotions yeah 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 you're like a Shannon react. yeah you exactly you need yeah. something like that to react to it otherwise all of that shenanigans doesn't work Yes, um, exactly. So that's why this worked. There's also a scene with in Crystal's house. Yes, let's talk about that scene. Mm. First of all, the food looked delicious. Yes. And I was surprised that Kathy was invited, but not Kyle. A very strange But Crystal bunch. and Kathy are much closer friends, so that's okay. But it was fine. kind of, it was a strange bunch. Crystal, Kathy, yeah. fine. Even Garcelle, Crystal, fine. Yes. The fuck is Erica doing that? Even Garcelle, yeah. when she opened the door, Garcelle was like... <laughs> You don't live here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was strange. Yeah. Um, 
But this is where, you know, Crystal really dives into her housewife nest next. And we have to mm. remind you guys that it doesn't matter how much you like a housewife. It doesn't matter how sweet you think they are. It doesn't mm. matter how cool you think they are. Mm-hmm. When somebody has a desire to become a housewife, they have to be a little bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And also, people are looking at us as we are South Asian, Asian mm-hmm. women of color. and. Yes. We come and support any woman of color who's on TV. Yes. If she's being bullied or if we think that what she's facing microaggressions, yes. we come, uh, we talk about it, but we can also recognize that assholery is not <laughs> restricted to a race. You yeah. can, you can be of any race <laughs> and be an asshole. You can have, in fact, it doesn't change who you are. So if you're a rich bitch, snobbish, and you are a little bit of an asshole, you are going to be that too, while at the same time being subject to microaggressions because you're a woman of color. One does not preclude the other. Yeah. Crystal has every reason to not like Sutton. We've talked about this a million times. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Crystal, I probably wouldn't like Sutton either. Now, Mm -hmm. if I was Crystal and I didn't like Sutton, would I then give ammo to Erica against Sutton? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I would say, okay, Sutton's a crazy person and Erica's a criminal. Let Mm -hmm. me continue hanging out with my rich ass friend, Kathy Hilton. Right. And not say a damn thing. But as it is human nature, when you are a little bit of an asshole, you you start doing a little bit of shit talk and you say things like, you keep this shit up and your ass is going to be back to Augusta or whatever the hell she said. Like, I did love when Garcelle was like, I didn't know Crystal. I knew Rob. I didn't know Crystal. (laughs) Yeah, so what Erica says was funny to me because Erica says, I don't know, why she, why would she be bothered about what's happening in my life? And then Kathy does what I do, which is basically talking riddles. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you one thing. Good news and bad news. No one cares. <laughs> like, who, who are you talking about? Are you talking pro or against? Nobody knows what exactly. What is Kathy referring to? Okay, but so this happens because Erica says that it's insane, you know, like why does why does Sutton care about her own reputation? I think it's interesting because Erica is still viewing all of this, all of the stuff that's coming out, right? Yeah. Sutton wanting to know questions, yeah. wanting even Sutton being concerned about her reputation. Uh-huh. Erica still views it from the lens of people are behaving this way because I don't have money anymore. Right. And I think that that's a really important distinction because that goes to show you how much Erica thinks she's not involved in this whole situation and how highly she thinks of money. So exactly. even in that situation, she says Kathy Hilton should care about re- reputation, not mm. Sutton Strack. Exactly. You know, Hilton, she- have you heard of it? Right. Okay, Erica, we know who Kathy fucking Hilton is. Like, so she brings that up. And I think everybody's lens of it is very different. Like, Crystal is talking shit about Sutton because Sutton is annoying. Mm -hmm. Erica is talking shit about Sutton because she thinks Sutton doesn't like her anymore because she's not rich. And she thinks Mm -hmm. of Sutton as like a snobby Southern woman. Kathy doesn't know what anybody is talking about. (laughs) What she's trying to convey to them is, I don't care. (laughs) 
So I don't yeah. know why we are talking about this because I don't care. That's what she's trying to say. What is funny about that whole situation is that Erica says that Sutton is a rich snob trying to put her down for not having money. But then Erica flips it around and looks at Kathy and says, you and I belong to the same country club. And no one's heard of her, which is what she's thinking Sutton is doing to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It she is, is what she thinks yeah. Sutton is putting her down in her country club and pretending you are poor so you don't belong here yeah that's the meantime she is trying to do the same to Sutton yes. and say yes. I don't even know who she is yes yeah they're doing which the same so, exact thing which is yes. so bizarre like you are doing exactly what you think Sutton is doing to you yes that's such a good point and, and by the way you don't belong to that country club anymore yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um also kathy is like she's like the bad news is all my family's business is out there the good news is that nobody cares right it's like okay kathy you're saying that nobody cares but literally last episode you were telling right. kyle you didn't watch american woman and kyle should have never made Correct. american Woman because people shouldn't be talking about their family's past so no <laughs> kathy you yeah. don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and in the whole time, Garcelle is like, why am I here? She's like, I have never eaten duck. And I'm tasting duck for the first time. That's all Garcelle should focus on. Oh, duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because this conversation is a waste of Garcelle's time. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle and Mauricio have their anniversary. I know you wanted to talk about uh, yeah, Mauricio. This is, yeah, so this episode was labeled Dinner Party from Hell Part 2. <laughs> And the first dinner party from hell was one with Alison Dubois. Yes. And that was when Alison Dubois told Kyle that he will, Mauricio will never fulfill her. No, that. So this, is, so this dinner party from hell part two was about Kyle and Mauricio's dinner celebrating the 20th anniversary. No, that Alison Dubois. <laughs> Wow, look at that. You're really pro Mo and Kyle, huh? No, I'm pro Mo. I'm I'm pro ADD and you know high, high shit. Mo. High as shit, Mo. Just the right, he has found the right balance. It gives him, you know, munchies. So he's like, Kyle is blah, 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 romantic shit. And he's like, no, I need food. Are you going to eat that last piece? I'm going to eat that. I just loved it. I just loved that he he didn't care. That was the wedding anniversary he was going to give Kyle. Kyle wanted that car that Sutton had. She kept saying how wonderful the car was. Mauricio was like, no, you get crappy balloons from Party City. I'm already high. We're not going anywhere. Let's just eat. Yeah. I don't even know why you're dressed up. You might as well change. He's like, why are you dressed up in this fancy clothes? It's going to get all messy. It cracks me because in all of these scenes, you have the women in like full glam and the husbands are always just like bumming it. They're always yes. like literally rolled out of bed to film this scene yeah. and go back upstairs. Like They haven't shaved. They no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, so hilarious. I great. love that that they showed Mauricio and PK this, this episode. I don't know. I like them. I like the men not caring at all and just bumming it. I don't like when men get all worked up and involved pk really wants to get involved oh yeah if but it were he, up to him he would be totally involved if he, it were up to him he would be rebranding <laughs> real housewives of beverly yes Hills. yes he would be like looking at what ocean did this pearl come from <laughs> that's why he would be asking andy go ahead <laughs> it's a diamond they're holding a diamond diamond from where let's think about that <laughs> 
<laughs> then we have this the actual dinner party from hell at Kathy's house. I wouldn't call this dinner party from hell. This reminded me more of like, it wasn't of course as epic as it, but it reminded me a lot more of the fight in Miami at the dinner in New York where like Carol and Bethany were fighting, Tinsley and Sonia were kissing, uh-huh. Dorinda and Lou are fighting. Like that, mm-hmm. it reminded me more of that because every time you cut to two people talking, you could hear other people arguing in the background. So it was <laughs> right. great. It also reminded me um, of Walter from... <laughs> yes, Patrick and Walter, two oh, Patrick and Walter, I know, but they're also opposites. Walter never speaks. He's very yeah. stoic. Yeah. And Patrick won't shut up. Now, Patrick reminded me more of... Remember Adrian's chef? Yes. What, what was, was his Bernie, name? Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> yes, I was, going to, Bernie. I was going to ask you, who do you think would win if Patrick and Bernie went at each other. Okay, first like, of all, were... forget that. I think we finally found out who our Radar Online week is. Who's that, Bernie? It's Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> radar Online. Also, like, it reminded me a little bit of Downton Abbey because yes. it was, like, such a fancy dinner, and then it reminded me of who was the lead, like, butler in Downton Abbey? Oh, what was his name? Mr. Carson. Uh, Mr. Carson, yes. <laughs> it reminded me of Mr. Carson when he like goes back into the kitchen and he's like, they're fighting cats and dogs. And I was like, I could hear Mr. Carson <laughs> saying that. And him also like awkwardly standing behind them with like a plate of lamb chops, like trying yeah. to drop in the lamb chops while like the women are like yap yapping at each other. So uh, yeah, and I loved let's it. Start at the beginning of that dinner though. Kathy yeah. has been polishing her silver, cleaning her cutlery. Yes. Or is it the other way around? Her, no, she's polishing polishing her silver, cleaning her crystal. For some reason, she is pulling all the stops for these women, which she doesn't have to, but she is. It's wasted on them, but sure. Did you think that that was actually her dining room? <laughs> That's what Ben and Ronnie talked about. And they were like, is this her dining room? Is it like the pet's room that she opened up? It was okay, because it was the room really that she, small. Tiny. Yeah, it was small. Maybe it she has like two dining rooms. Room she has like a little, yeah. yeah, maybe she has two dining rooms. One that's larger for bigger groups and one smaller. Yeah, it just felt too small for me. To it believe. felt like it was two in the front of the house. Yes. Like it's, yes. you come in and immediately there's the living area where they're all sitting. And then it's like right immediately you're going into the dining room. It, it was, was like a guest like a, house. Maybe it yeah. was a guest house. It, it seems like a room that you only let people go to when you don't allow them to see the rest of your house. Right. And, and maybe that is on purpose. Maybe rich people do that because yeah. they don't want people going into the rest of their house. Who knows? Yeah. In any case, she's like, let me tell you something. If I'm throwing a party, don't come show up on time. So we would be on time for Kathy. Because I, I never it. show up on time. Never. I show up like at least 30, 40 minutes later. Every time. And I'm going to overstay. Because that's who I am. Yes. I'm going to be yeah. like, is there any caviar pie left over? Because I'll eat that. <laughs> Do you have Tupperware? Do you have a yogurt dabba? Yogurt <laughs> dabba. Give me your Danon containers. There must be some Danon containers. Patrick is like, we don't do Danon. We only do Sfaye. And it's like, okay, Patrick, give that's, me your Sfaye containers. Yeah, then. that's shorter. But it's okay. Then we'll take two of those containers <laughs> because we'll all fit in. The Danon container is the yeah. right size. <laughs> it's a meal for one person. It's a meal for two. It's in one Danon container. That's the right size. Yes. So exactly. put that in. 
Exactly. Yeah, so we would be there digging in their cupboards for the denim containers so we could take some take home. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, Kathy, you sit down. I'll go make myself home at home yeah. with the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, let me help you out. <laughs> yeah. Kathy calls herself the fluffer. Are you a fluffer or are you a doer? Are you Kyle cooking and burning your food or are you actually have people doing it and then you just go fluffing? Oh, okay. Well, I'm not rich, so I have to do all of it. (laughs) Oh, would you prefer? Oh, would I prefer? I would prefer to be the the doer. Doer? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is the point of people coming over if I'm not actually doing anything? The point is socialize, socializing with them. No, like, I want to be I, out there. I like I'm cooking. Glad, I'm glad you're the doer because I'm completely <laughs> the fluffer. I want to be talking. I want everything look look nice. I have a little bit of a tri- trigger with the, fl- the fluff. First of all, fluffer is what, uh, let's just talk about it. It's what, it's a job at pornos to keep yes. the... <laughs> talent erect Mm -hmm. so we are neither of us would be fluffers (laughs) but um i have a little like trigger from like the idea of just like going around and like primping things up to make things look nice before guests arrive because i've mentioned in the podcast before i've got two older brothers us the younger two we used to always have to be the ones polishing the china and crystal before parties and helping my mom out and everything, right? And the older one, because he was such a brat, like he was like Mr. Prince, he uh-huh. would just walk into the formal living room and he would just like fix the pillows. Uh-huh. That was his one thing that he did. And so it would always piss me off because when guests were coming into the house, they would just see him fixing the pillows. Look, you know what? I would prefer not to cook. I would like to set the table and do all of that. I would like to do the prep of the deco. You want to, yeah, you want to be like Sandra Lee with her tablescapes. Yes. And okay. you can be Ina. Fun fact about <laughs> me. Yes, I'm definitely more Ina than Sandra Lee. Fun fact <laughs> about me, I can't stand tablescapes. Like, Ooh. I'm like Crystal in that your table should just be full, filled with food. Mm-hmm. I don't need to make my table look beautiful. I never have time to do that because I'm whenever I do, because I'm poor, I, I have to cook and do all of that. <laughs> So I barely, I barely pick, you know, clean my eyebrows before I have to be in front of people. So I don't even, you know, I'm, I'm always upstairs, still in my pajamas, smelling yes. like onions and chutney, <laughs> trying to take yeah. a quick shower and hide the, hide the orders while everybody else is having a great time downstairs. I'm almost always in the shower when guests are arriving. Yeah. Always. Always. But anyway, back to this dinner party. None of these rich people have to worry about that because they've got a full staff. But the most important thing that happens is Sutton tries to, the conversation she's had with Kyle where she's like, I'm going to address it with Erica head on. She goes to Erica and he's like, hey, Erica, like, (laughs) so I know we had an interaction, but like, if you like want to talk about it and erica's like go fuck yourself which i understand i understand erica's sentiment then and i got kind of got annoyed with that was the first time i felt that this was real erica that she really meant it yeah Yeah. and also like i was annoyed with sutton because i was like okay where are your balls ma'am yeah where are your balls because this is really wimpy whatever you're doing erica does this thing where she like enunciates her t's and it's very funny and phony to me she's like Mm -hmm. your opinion of me does not matter i'm like who are you 
Yeah, she was. She sort of like for a few seconds there. She, she um, was channeling Giselle. Yes, yes, <laughs> it was very Giselle. That's absolutely yep. right. Mm-hmm. Erica shuts Sutton down and goes to the bathroom. Everybody comes back, and then Dorit is like, "Well, before anything else starts, let me just go ahead and get back on my soapbox about Garcelle." Everybody's <laughs> like. She's like, PK gave me a homework. Let me get that out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just make a a big scene about that. And she's like, I don't want to hijack the conversation. And Kathy immediately says, but you do all the time. Yeah. Kathy's like, by the way. And by the way, that is Kathy jabbing at Dorit. But Dorit doesn't say a word. Mm. Mm. It's Mm. only when Garcelle does it. It's never when Kathy does it. And this is not the first time Kathy has done it. Kathy has made yes. fun of her. Yes. It's never. Dorit doesn't get offended. She literally, Kathy literally shut up Dorit mid-sentence. Yeah. And Dorit was fine. Well, there's definitely like a classist, elitist air in this entire mm-hmm. program where, yeah. you know, we said this before when the season started. Somebody asked, I think it was Les. We were on Les's podcast, Reality mm-hmm. Reading Rainbow. And he said something like, I'm worried about Garcelle or something like yeah. that. Right. And yeah. and we said, nobody's worried about Crystal. And it was like, mm. Crystal in this situation is the richest person on this cast besides Kathy. Right. Crystal has more money than Kyle and Dorit and Rena probably combined. Right. Right. So there is a definitely like a hierarchy that happens on the show that is based on money. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, in their eyes, Garcelle is not as rich or popular enough on this mm-hmm. show for yeah. her to get their respect or their attention. Right. And I have to, you know, Crystal is a person of color. And so they yeah. give Crystal that respect. So somebody can look at it and say, oh, well, Crystal gets respect. And she's a person of color. Why would you say that it's a race issue against Garcelle? Well, because... Because Crystal is a model minority. Yes, exactly. This is a perfect example of a model minority. Yes. Again, she has every reason not to like Sutton. She has every reason not to side with her in this particular situation. It's totally Mm -hmm. fine. But there is this thing where they look at an Asian woman and they think that as long as she is falling in line and she's quiet and she's not saying anything to ruffle our feathers, then she can Mm -hmm. still be our friends. Right. And as long as she is rich enough and all of that. Yes. As long as she's rich and successful enough. If they need her professionally. Yes. Then that's okay. Yes. There's a lot of different layered things that are happening. Maybe not blatantly, Mm -hmm. maybe not actively. Maybe they don't even realize that they're doing it. But there's a lot of different dynamics that societally we do take note of, like Mm -hmm. Crystal or Garcelle and how Garcelle is treated. So Kathy shuts Dory down. I don't know if Erica went to the bathroom and came back drunk or something or like took something. She did a line of coke back there. But she came back on something. She came back really upset. She went and squeezed some tears into her eyes. Oh, you think that's what it was? Yeah, it was just fake. She's like, okay, let's go through the lines. (laughs) She went, she talked to herself in the mirror, squeezed some glycerine in her eyes, and then she walked out. That's brilliant. Of course, Rina, being the shit star that she is, says, I have this annoying bell and I'm going to pass it on to somebody and you have to say what's on your mind, which is like so fun. It's like, Rina, why are you even pretending to play this dumb game? Yeah. She drank a lot. And then she's like, I'm already drunk. Anything that comes out of my mouth, I'm not responsible for it. So she could hide behind that. Yeah. And then she proceeded to just be quiet, ringing a bell and saying stupid stuff. 
Yes. This is where the conversation starts with Sutton and Garcelle. Erica says, it has nothing to do with you. What I'm going through has nothing to do with you and it's not going to affect you. And suddenly Dorit gets some balls, which I was like, okay, good for you, Dorit. Mm -hmm. She speaks up. And this is where Erica lost it. So the minute that Dorit starts to chime in and agree to some degree with Sutton, Mm -hmm. that's when Erica really starts to lose her mind. I think Erica panics for a second. She panics for a second because Kyle hasn't spoken up in her defense mm-hmm. at this moment. Dorit is agreeing with Sutton mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah. And now is suddenly where she starts to panic. So Garcelle is trying to be as tender to Erica as possible and really try to have like a real human moment with her. Ugh. And Erica is just being a fucking asshole. I have to point this mm-hmm. out because we posted this gif of Erica crying in Hong mm-hmm. Kong and mm-hmm. Kyle dabbing Erica's tears with her finger and Erica yeah. not moving a muscle. She doesn't even right. flinch. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, Garcelle was totally out of line for trying to touch Erica's face. Garcelle was hugging Erica. She was she trying was... to calm her down. She was trying to say, like, it's okay. Because Erica's sitting there later and saying, none of you support me. Yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? There's a woman sitting right next to you, hugging you and supporting you. Held your hand told you don't look at me like that don't cry oh please don't cry and then was so gentle with her so gentle with her yeah. and she whips her head back and says don't touch me take you can take your hand off me no and she says uh you can let go of me now let go of me now yeah now everyone's like oh well the hong kong thing her son was brought up no this is not the scene where her son was brought up so mm-hmm. i watched that episode because I was mm-hmm. like, what exactly happened? Why was Erica mm-hmm. crying? Because we've yeah. seldom seen Erica cry. Yeah. But yeah. in that scene, she cried because they were on the junk boat mm-hmm. and Dorit and Rena were fighting. Yeah. Dorit and Rena were fighting. It was the whole thing about the Xanax smoothies. And oh, yeah. Rena was trying to have a, a discussion with Dorit and Erica chimed in. Uh huh. And Erica started to speak up for Rena. And Erica started yeah. to fight Rena's fight. And I realized that Erica does that a lot. And Rena uh-huh. does that a lot. They fight for each other. But yeah. it's not as blatant as like other. It's not like as supportive as you would think. But they're very, very good at like throwing these sort of softballs at each other yeah. to hit it out of the park. But yeah. Erica starts to have a discussion with Dorit. Dorit then brings up the panty gate thing and all this stuff. And Dorit essentially says that Erica has no personality. She's a nice queen. She doesn't talk, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so Erica is crying because Dorit said that she had no personality. Right. That's why Erica is crying in that gift yeah. that I posted. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, Erica barely knows these women. This is only Erica's second season. Mm-hmm. So for Erica to then accept Kyle wiping a tear off her face because Dorit basically sh- said she was boring. Yeah. And then to for her to flinch and have this insane reaction to Garcelle trying to comfort her and also have an insane reaction to Garcelle saying something in Tahoe. Yes. As a woman of color, I'm watching this and I'm going, this is a weird reaction. This right. is a weird reaction for you to have with the one other woman of color on the show. So far... Sutton and even Dorit in this episode have said worse things to Erica yes. than Garcelle ever did. Yes, but they don't get the reaction from Erica that yeah. they don't get treated the same way as Garcelle. Right, right. And it's really, really strange because this is when Erica really starts to lose her mind. She starts to change her voice. She sounds like the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. <laughs> Garrett. She sounds like Brad Garrett. She's like, why are you torturing me? Look at me. Right? And Erica, and then Rena tries to chime in with the, we just need to love each other. 
love yeah. thy neighbor. And that's when Erica's wait. like, shut up, Rena. That's bullshit. And then she's like, why don't you all have some compassion for me? And it's like, yeah. you presented yourself for six years to be this very cold, ice cold person, the shell yeah. of a human, Miss Glam, Miss I don't give yeah. a fuck. How many fucks do I give? It's expensive to me, me. Yeah. And now you're sitting here and you're sobbing. You're expecting people to be compassionate to you. And it's very difficult to. It's not even just that. It's the fact that she doesn't, she hasn't yet, she's yet to express any compassion for the victims. Yes. That's the part that is bothering a lot of, because that is what is incongruent, right? Yeah. It's like when even Dorite's, I didn't think you were aware of all of this coming out. All of what you're saying is not something that you prepared us for. All yes. this that is happening, you haven't, we didn't know it was hap- it was coming and you didn't prepare us for it because then you would have to talk about the victims and she has yet to talk about Tom's issues and what Tom did to these victims. Yes. She still wants to focus on Tom and her divorce. Yes, because in Erica's mind, as we said last week, Erica is the only victim. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the legal stuff and the victims and the money that the victims are owed, mm-hmm. she says benefit of doubt to Tom, innocent until proven guilty. And when yeah. it comes to her, when it comes to her quote unquote terrible, difficult life that is so tortured, mm-hmm. she is the victim and she was hurt and she was the one that was trapped in an insane marriage. So right. I think it was the well, the other part of about Sutton that really annoyed me was so Kyle gets in Sutton's face and she's like Sutton you're being two-faced mm-hmm. and you're putting us in a bad place because you say one thing to us and now you're acting a different way to to Erica's face mm-hmm. you told us that you don't believe her mm-hmm. which I was like that's true that is what Sutton said but also Kyle yeah. is like you're putting us in a bad place because you're two-faced yeah. so if Sutton is two-faced because she won't say what she wants to Erica's face and she's now, quote unquote, a liar, and that puts Kyle in a bad place. Then what does it put Kyle in if she's friends with Erica, Erica. who's such a liar for five years that yes. you don't even know anything about this woman? Right. Why are you picking on Sutton for lying or not being completely truthful, but you will not, you will not address Erica lying to you? Yeah. Rena and Kyle have had enough conversations with Sutton to basically put her in a corner where... Yeah. The narrative changes from what did Erica do to uh-huh. what is Sutton not saying. Yes. Rather than what is Erica not saying, it's what is Sutton not saying. Right. The other thing that struck me was that the way Kyle breaks into that is when Erica is talking to Dorit. And the more Dorit talked, Erica was crying. And, and then yeah. Kyle immediately tries to diffuse that situation. Yes. By t- putting the attention on Sutton. Like, yes. Oh, no, no, no. Dorit is not at fault. It's Sutton. That it, this all started because of Sutton. Yep. That's where your attention should be, Erica. Stop talking to Dorit because Dorit yep. is part of our group. Yep, exactly. She switches it back to make sure that Sutton is a scapegoat, which is what Garcelle mm-hmm. says, because yeah. Dorit agreed and said, agreed with everything that Sutton is saying yeah she had agreed with it and now she's even saying that she agrees with it and Kyle and she's asking some hard questions she's like when I hear the about the widows and the orphans that makes it difficult yeah yeah when your name is taken in press our name is too yeah you can understand why that would bother us and Garcelle even in this situation is coming to Dorit's rescue here Trying yep. to explain it to her, still being nice, but Erica doesn't understand. Erica is crying and looking at Dorit with her eyes all, how could you, Dorit? 
Yes, exactly. Know, that Erica kind of wants look, blind loyalty. Erica, right. essentially, she wants blind loyalty. That's all they want. It's a very mob boss situation. She kind right. of functions that way. Like, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yes. Very much so. I think that's how Tom Girardi functions. And she's basically emulating what she says Tom does to her. Well, she did spend a, yeah. a good amount of time at Shakers in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> so she could have picked up a thing or two there. Yeah. Okay, no, one more thing I forgot to talk about was during the dinner, Crystal says this insane thing about Me Too. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay, we need to talk about that. Because that yes. was fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, again, a reminder, you can be a person of color with shitty opinions. Who is sometimes great TV, wonderful moment where she talked about, I want to teach my kids Chinese. It's important for their culture, blah, blah, blah. Totally relatable. But then mm-hmm. also says something completely insane like this. So the topic is Sutton caring about her reputation because she is on the show with Erica. And Dorit yeah. says, our name gets dragged through the mud every single time an article is written about you. Right. And Crystal says, Rob has worked with guys who ended up getting me tooed. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't affected him at all. Yeah. Okay, let's let's just take a pause there for a second. <laughs> Crystal. Does Rob still work with the people that got me tooed? Probably not. <laughs> and Crystal, when his colleagues were being me tooed, how did Rob behave? Yeah. Did he just stay and stand back and say, has nothing to do with me? Yeah. Or did he sit in boardrooms talking to people, doing risk analysis, trying to figure out what PR do they need to do? How are they going to handle yes. these employees yes. and their co-workers? Yes. Did they not discuss all of that? Do yes. you think he just sat back and did nothing and watched as his colleagues were being me too and didn't think that this was not going to affect his job? or his career or his associations and his plans for the future where he may have been working planning to work with these guys yes he may have invested money in these and time and energy into all of those projects with these guys yeah yeah hey hey rena remember that story you told us about harry hamlin's friend who ended up being a rapist Mm -hmm. and how harry never wants anything to do with that guy yeah what happened to that yeah What happened to disassociating yourself from people who do terrible things? Mm -hmm. Like What happened to that? Like Denise. Like Denise. Denise. That (laughs) was, for whatever reason, what Denise did in her bedroom bothered you. Yeah, you said she was a liar. Yeah. You said she lied about her personal relationships, Uh just like Erica is lying about her personal relationships. Uh Uh But back to the Me Too point. Okay, first of all, like saying that so casually, like, oh, Rob had guys get me too from his movies. Like yeah. the callousness with how you're how you're talking about it sounds like. It's not like, callous, it's cavalier. Yes. Is the better word. Yes. She's just so nonchalant about nonchalant it. Nonchalant about it. As if like, oh yeah, it was just some guys who maybe may have like yeah. sexually assaulted somebody. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. Even, even Bella, Bella is like even Bella, Bella said, like, "Fuck that shit." Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, Bella <laughs> never speaks. Bella never speaks. <laughs> she never speaks. She's it's, like, it's usually Harold, and yeah. even this time, Bella was like, "And I have it a thought <laughs> as well." <laughs> she's like, "Fuck that shit." She's like sitting at the top of the sofa. She's like, <laughs> she's "So cute." What's going on? But yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, it was really, really bizarre for me to hear Crystal say that because it was just like, one, it has nothing to do with the situation. Secondly, you're actually not making a great point because you're basically downgrading probably what Rob had to do in his job when those right. people got me too'd. Or yeah. you're admitting to your husband continuing to associate with people who got me too'd. <laughs> and you are downplaying what it means to get me too'd. Me too'd. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Again, what? Crystal is doing what Erica is doing, which is not thinking about the victims. Yes. Yes. They're thinking about the situation and how yes. it affects them. Yes. And the thing again, again, I have to say that Erica is thinking about how the situation in this in in this case, the fact that all the women are talking about her affects her. Yes. Just like Sutton is thinking about what is happening to Erica affects Yes. Anything that they accuse Sutton of, they are all guilty of too. Because they're all thinking of their own skin and not thinking about the victims except for Garcelle. Yes. She is the one that keeps bringing it up. Yes. She is the one showing the most compassion for Erica too. Also weirdly a little bit Dorit. Yeah. A little bit Dorit. But Dorit comes from, she uses that. Yeah, it's self-serving. To def- yeah, it's yeah. self-serving. Garcelle is the only one that doesn't say, I care about being associated with you. Yeah. Garcelle doesn't say, I don't want to do it, anything to do with it. Garcelle is saying, I want to hear you say you're sorry for the victims. And yeah. you're not saying that. And that is bothering me. Yeah. All of them. Yes. Terrible, terrible, terrible people. <laughs> but what a great, what a great, you know, season. <laughs> 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 so I'm, I'm gonna probably watch it again just because it was such entertaining television too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way that beverly hills is also filmed is great yeah if you notice yeah. with new york mm-hmm. when they're all sitting at a table there's one camera in the front yeah of the table that just stands yes. there and moves yeah. around kind of a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah but with beverly hills they really station these cameras in really great spots to get they just... capture like when erica's talking they capture yeah, the cinematography expression. is amazing yes <laughs> That's yeah, true. The That's funniest true. is, you know, obviously just Erica crying about her life. It's like, come on. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. And Erica says, Dorit, do you want to swap places with me? And Dorit is like, no, honey. Nobody wants to swap places. <laughs> I know. Why would I want this I nightmare? She was like, don't you remember when that lady chased us around in the Bahamas? <laughs> at the pool? Of course I don't Why want this. Why would I want to? She's like, no. I know. And to top it all was just stupid Rina and her outfit. That was, what was that? She looked like evil brat from Despicable Me, guys. Watch <laughs> Despicable Me 3. I watched it about a thousand times because I do have children. And as soon as she came on the TV, I was like, oh my God, it's Despicable Me. It's a bad guy from Despicable Me. I mean, it was just still a really good episode. I just, I mm. loved it. I thought mm. it was just excellent television. And again, it makes me really happy for Beverly Hills. It makes me I really think- sad for New York because I wonder mm. what we're looking at in terms of the quality of Housewives. Now, 
I remember last year we found out that Salt Lake City initially when Salt Lake City was filmed, it was filmed using the producers from Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And then they switched halfway to the producers from New York. New York. And that's why they said Salt Lake City was so good. Yeah. But now I'm like, which producers did you use? Because I hope (laughs) you didn't use the New York ones for Salt Lake City. I hope you went back to the Beverly Hills ones because I want this type of beautiful, like the shots, the angles. I think they still stuck with New York because I think Salt Lake City also, there's just like so much content. Right. Yes, it's the angles and all of that, but uh, also it's the storylines and why it's so interesting to all of us because it sort of goes with the mood of the country, everything that we've all been through for the past few years, and this feels like redemption. No, we didn't didn't get a lot of people that should be in prison or not in prison, but maybe these two will be. Yeah, because that's where it's coming. That's where Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, everybody got out of, you know, got out of it. We couldn't get a lot of perpetrators into prison, but maybe these two yeah. will pay the price. We are all being part of a mob thirsting for some blood because... Yeah, I think that there's a little bit of like misdirected rage of Mm -hmm. like just having to deal with like the Trump family Mm -hmm. and the snakes that they were and kind of putting it on Erica. I mean, Er they're they're terrible in another way. Yeah. And Erica probably still deserves it. But, you know, I think the other thing that really bothered me about Sutton this episode was when they said, oh, Sutton, you're a liar. Or you mm-hmm. say, son, you said that Erica is a liar. The only reason she brings up is, oh, because the accident story changed. Mm-hmm. When Sutton, the only you you had so many things to say. Dorit herself said, everything I've known about Erica for the last five years is a diametric opposite, right? Right. That is what you should have said. You should have said, Erica, yeah. we thought you were a different person. You said yes. in Tahoe that your marriage was great. Yeah. You said that you were a boss bitch. You were this tough lady. And now look at you and we have nothing. We know nothing about you. We know nothing yeah, about your life. we don't know which Erica to believe. Yeah. So her sitting confusing there. confusing us. Yeah. Her sitting there and saying, I'm not a liar. It's like, you mm-hmm. are a liar. You have lied about something. Yeah. You just need to come. And then she keeps saying like, one day when this is over, oh, I'm going to so- trust me. It's going to be over and it's going to be blah. And I will remember who was there for me. Trust me. And I was like, nobody wants to trust you, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> nothing for us to But trust. also one day when everything is over, you'll be poor again. And what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, what, Erica? <laughs> oh, what? Uh, we could ask you the same thing. What are you going to do? Yeah. So half of them were not on your side. Now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Stop no. threatening. Stop sitting there giving all these, you know, wonderful meme-worthy or gif-worthy dialogues that go nowhere. <laughs> I want Sutton to consult with Meredith Marks before the reunion mm-hmm. because it looks like Meredith Marks really knows what she's getting herself into for against Jensha. Yeah, I want Sutton, Meredith Marks, and Megan King Edmonds. Mm. I want the three of them to start a detective agency. Well, speaking of Megan, did you see who is supporting Erica Jane? Who is it? My father. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, my father, McCain. (laughs) Like, no surprise. No surprise. Not surprised. Yeah, not surprised at all. All right. But that's yeah. it for this week. We will catch yeah. you guys next week. There is a there is a Potomac episode on Sunday, which is very exciting. Oh, awesome. I yes. thought it wasn't going to be on. I know. I thought so, too. But it, there oh, you go. I'm glad. 
Yeah. So we will talk to you then. Goodbye.